0: Hey, when we started this podcast on January 5th, 2020, never thought that we would have the acclaim that we have and touch the lives that we have. It has been such a blessing and we could not have the achievements or couldn't even stay on the air without you. I want to thank you so much and ask you today, to partner with us here on moments of grace, you can come in at any level. And when you do, I'll send you my latest book, managing the miracle. And I want to thank you in advance for being a partner, of Moments of Grace. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. As we, as we look at this, um, as we look at all of the, the beauty that's in this world, all the wonderful things that God has poured into us and all that he has given us. One of the wonderful things that he's given us is music. You know, I don't care who you are. I don't care your culture, um, whether you're in, whether you're in the the Andes or, or whether you're in Europe, or whether you're in Spanish, in Spain, or in the deepest parts of Africa, music has always been a culmination that brings us all together, every culture, Every person I truly feel has music in their heart. One of the things, and one of the reasons why is when God created the universe, I want you to understand what I'm saying now. He created the uni verse, one song that created everything. And this beautiful amalgamation of music that we have and just continues to bless our souls. Today, I am so happy to have an icon with us on today. She has been a recording artist. She's been in movies. She comes from a legacy of people. Her family has has just shared their love for music, their passion of music over the decades. Her mom owned a radio station and, and And just her whole life has been revolved around music and entertaining and blessing people, being part of that universe that we're talking about. And I'm so happy to have Diane Steinberg-Lewis with us here today. Welcome, Diane.
1: Well, thank you so much, Dr. Butler. Or should I call you Andrew? Or it doesn't where matter. Where
0: are we at with that? It doesn't matter, my friend. You are, we are our friend, friends, so you can call me whatever you feel comfortable with.
1: All right. All right. <laughs> thank you for giving me permission.
0: Amen. So, that so, was
1: a beautiful setup here. I've, I've got a lot to, to tell you, too.
0: Oh, well, and I, I mean, I, we want to hear it, too, Diane.
1: Okay. I, you know, the universal um, concept is... Uh, I had an album with Atlantic Records called Universal Child, that was with ABC Records, the first one was just Diane, but
2: uh,
1: I felt that because of my diverse background, I, especially coming from the South, I don't want to keep explaining myself. I don't need to come into a room and tell you, uh, deal with me, how are you going to deal with me? From as we meet, let the hearts knit, let the ideas, let the music touch, let the music and and the the physical touch heal, and all of these is 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 such a great part of what music does it knits people's hearts in a friendship in an agreement in a in a spiritual even if they can't even speak the language like you said you that's hear right. the music you're going to get up and dance
0: that's right that's
1: right you sure. know and and uh, or you hear the music and you're going to cry together or it's or it, you're going to learn something about the other person so I just feel it's a blessing for this to have been handed down through my family to me, and uh, like yourself, my mother was on radio. And there's as you begin to inform people and educate people, you also entertain them. Right. And when I used to be a school teacher before doing all these other things, I always felt like I'm going to entertain the kids. But I but uh, as as I as i entertain i will teach and when i teach i entertain it goes back and forth <laughs> right right you know i mean your your people will listen to you a lot better if they if they like your delivery
0: that's exactly right you're exactly and
1: some right. people just can't get it listening to a a straight uh, you know uh, 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 uh lecture they have to, you have to put something in it give, must give me some ups and downs in the tone and timbre of how you speak or, or mix it up with, with a little language yes, so um, I learned that from my mom and um, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm curious about you I almost want to interview you with this uh, <laughs> with this moment of grace because it is truly a blessing to me today so I want to thank you for that
0: well, it's so, so great to have you here, Diane. And, and like I said, you're iconic to me. Uh, you know, you and I, you and I talked in, in one of the movies that you ran. Um, actually, your your card is, is uh, I think it's the number number three most asked for card on eBay. Your card is and most uh, out of that iconic movie. It, uh, so you can take solace in knowing that you are iconic to it's uh number three yes ma'am number number three the, the most out I mean even even above the BGs uh your card is number three as the most wanted card on eBay. It sure is
1: well you know someone sent me I have a, a, a friend who has become a fan, excuse me, who's become a friend now. Gotcha. And uh, he, every time he gets something, he loves to collect and he sends me all these things. And I, like, I had no idea that they were playing cards. Mm. I had no idea. Some of the, the marketing things and the merch that they did, I, I never got it. So I'm getting it for the first time. Right. So, it's and like... I'm figuring like, after me, what am I going to do with all this? To me, it's, <laughs> um, I appreciate it. And uh, I love that my children will be able to look forever and see their mom in in those days. But um, I don't know what to do with all this. I might have to send it to you.
0: Well, that'll be fine.
1: You might have to fight Steve Joyner for it, but
0: I got you, I got
2: you,
0: I got you, but but Diane, again, you have, you've done so much, so, so could you just share with us, again, like I said, your, your, your life is so storied, your family is so storied, um, but, but I want to start at least with Diane, so you, you, you got the music bug, how how did all this occur for you, and I know you've been around it your whole life, but when did you make the decision that that this was going to be the fulfillment of a live stream for you
1: a decision oh my god you know I grew up there was music always in the house because my dad had an orchestra and my mother was just a homemaker she wanted to be a nurse I mean the way she tells it I was trying to be a nurse and then he came up there and decided he was going to marry me and okay. you know you would think it was the worst thing in the world right, but
2: you, you. you know
1: i mean she she still became a nurse in ways because when she went on the radio she was
0: and touching like and you know. healing hearts
2: and yeah,
1: you know. saying things you know so um uh, well i'll stay on me for a minute so when i came up listening to this music i you know i was just uh wide-eyed and listening to dad and all of his brothers and his his sister played the piano too but like he said all she could play was tenderly but uh you know the song it's an old song mm-hmm. the evening breeze caress the trees tenderly it's very old but uh, uh they didn't have a keyboard player one night so they had they asked uh, aunt gladys to play i wasn't born yet by the way but they asked her to play and uh, that's the only song she knew. Oh, and the club owner fell in love with
2: her. Oh. My and
1: um, and uh, so they said, "Listen, we got to change it up. We got to get her off the stage now." And the club owner said, "If you take her off the stage, you're going to lose the job." So oh, you yes. know, one of the first from the first things I learned was tenderly. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> but um, but uh, where I first after hearing. Dad and the brothers do their thing. And you got a church down the street on Roselle, so you're hearing the sanctified music down the street. And then you happen to be Catholic with this Jewish name, so you're doing the Kyrie Lay song at school, and Sister Mary Evangelis is teaching you classical piano. You know I got a pretty good mix of things.
0: I would imagine, very, very yeah. eclectic right?
1: <laughs> very eclectic and so there was the jazz and then we had um, <clears throat> we had a jazz great um, who was dad's first piano player named Phineas Newborn Jr. We used to call him Finus. He's in the jazz history books Okay. and um, so dad would always you know, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. I've got to back up just a little bit.
0: That's
1: fine. I, the, we didn't have a piano in the house because my dad was a trumpet player. But my grandfather was a piano player. And he used to play because he was born down on Beale Street. Milton Steinberg was born on Beale Street. His mother, whose father was German, but her mother was black, uh, raised him because he was illegitimate. So she raised him on Bill Street.
0: Okay.
1: He wanted this, this, to... Um,
0: where's this in Memphis or where is this at?
1: In Memphis, Tennessee. It, Tennessee,
0: correct, gotcha, okay.
1: So um, his father said, well, I want to raise my son to be a Jew. So at 10 years old, he, he went to get him and took him to Arkansas. And Grandpa, look, after you've been in Memphis, Tennessee, and you've heard all that music and... <laughs> And Ben, you—it's in your—it's in you—it's in your, it's in you. right, it's in your right, cell structure, right, you know.
2: Right.
1: So he jumped out the window and decided to go uh, get on get on that train, and uh, it wasn't very far from Memphis. But he got on the train and went back and wanted to be with his mom. So as he was coming up, he was—he um, <clears throat> started going down to Pee Wee's Saloon. Right. And, Excuse me, and uh, and he started playing piano by ear. And at that time, ragtime piano was in. So when he was 21 years old, uh, a guy who was in his 30s named W. C. Handy came in and heard him playing. Now you're going to hear all the best ragtime piano players okay. in in uh, 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 New Orleans. Mm-hmm. and You're going to hear them in Memphis, mm-hmm. and uh, he picked Grandpa up. Uh, for us to do a tour, uh, to play with him on tour in the Mid-South and and around. But Grandpa could not read. So we always had a piano that ended up in the garage outside. I don't know why they did that. But um, my babysitter's uh, father was a minister, a preacher. And uh, so they had a broke-down piano up at their house. So when I when I we would go up there and and visit, all the kids knew how to play a little ditty, and so they taught it to me. And so when uh, we visited another friend, and my dad saw me play the piano, he went, "Well, that's it. She's got to have piano lessons." Okay. So I was five. I was five years old. All right. And that's when I started playing. Okay. Wow. And uh, of course, everyone was behind it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dad was still with his orchestra, but you had people like Willie Mitchell coming up. You know, uh, if no one knows who Willie Mitchell is, <clears throat> he used to, whenever you hear the Bar K's or Booker T and the MGs or
2: mm-hmm.
1: any of those Memphis groups with the horns in the background, those are the Memphis horns. Gotcha. They are the yeah. Memphis horns that played behind Al Green, okay. Otis Redding, right, and everybody right. else. Right. That's the sound. Oh, wow.
0: so he primarily he primarily birthed that particular sound because it's 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 a it's a clear sound if you know anything about music and that that genre and and you know like you said the al greens and uh yeah that that that, so so he he primarily birthed that sound
1: yes he did and you know see jazz was going on right uh, down in memphis i mean Uh, But see, there was blues mixed in. I mean, when they talk about the birth of the blues down there in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, this is serious stuff. I mean, W.C. Handy was a musicologist. And the only way, as in most tribes and in in the most early times, Mm -hmm. people would play the music and you just passed it on from family to family. You shared it that way. Nobody ever wrote a note down. I mean, they did pro- probably in Europe during during those times. But W.C. Handy was able to go in those alleyways down there near Pee Wee's and listen to what they were doing. And so he wrote wrote down what they were doing and okay. preserved it. Okay. So as the jazz began to come in and then the boogie woogie came in and all this began to to go up to another kind. Duke Ellington and all those guys came through. Cab Calloway and my dad was one of the first the uh, first chair trumpet players that they would always call because they would pick up musicians as they came in town.
2: Okay,
1: And he was just about 17 years old. But then the Rocketeers came in and as Willie Mitchell was about the same age as my dad, they were both coming up. And uh Willie Mitchell just refined what was going on and they hit on something. So there is no way that you cannot hear the Memphis sound because you know, those horns, they don't sound like anybody else's arrangement.
0: You're exactly right. I can, I can, as you're talking, I can hear them now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I can hear them
0: right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You just boom, boop, boop, boop. I mean, they just had that, that it, it was Willie Mitchell. Wow. And, um, So, dad i remember uh as i began to play more piano willie mitchell was coming down the street in our neighborhood and dad went out because they you know they used to compete willie was doing a little bit better because you know jazz was kind of going big band jazz was kind of going by the wayside you know so uh but he went out on the porch and he went come in here come in here willie come in here i want you to 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 listen to something (laughs) so i get willie mitchell coming in the house and okay. dad says okay play the piano for him and i did and he's standing right over me watching me play
2: mm-hmm. and
1: uh he gave me kudos you know that made me feel good
2: right
1: but we used to have other people <clears throat> coming through also like i don't know if if anybody unless you look at very very old movies but there was a guy by the name of step and fetch it you remember him yeah
0: yeah i seen seen the movie yeah yeah yeah
1: well, he used to come over like oh, really? maybe once a year or every other year and visit. Okay. And uh, we'd hear about all of his stories when he was on TV and how rich he was. And, right, right. <laughs> and then he'd always sit down and play the piano for us. So now I got my grandfather playing ragtime and he played for me. I got Step and Fetchen playing for me. Oh, wow. And then there was another guy in the in my dad's neighborhood, because, you know, mom and dad got separated a lot,
2: Okay. <laughs> so
1: we would have a house over here, and right. we had to visit dad and go back, and then he'd come back and live with us, but um, there was another guy uh, named Gus Cannon, and he was one of the, um, we just thought that he was the guy that, that cut the grass every once in a mm-hmm. while. But he was the guy. Do you remember a song? Peter Paul and Mary had a song um, called "Walk Right In, Sit Right Down, Baby, Let Your Hair Hang
0: Down." Yeah, hang down. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've well, heard he that. he wrote that? Get he out wrote of here. that. Big- and so no, all you no. knew was you just thought he was the guy coming to cut the grass, and here you have a song. Yeah. Right. yeah.
1: Well, wow. he was right across the track, you know. <laughs> okay. But see, now you, you got to understand, Grandpa played with W.C. Handy. Okay. Dad had set, had had uh, been the first trumpet player on call with not only his band, but uh, uh, with Duke Ellington and Cab Calloway and, and, and when they'd all come in. Mm-hmm. So it was always a, a rush of people who were um, talented. Part of not only talented, but part of history, wow. and you know you take them for granted when you're young. Of course, you know what is that saying? Youth is wasted on the young. On the
0: young right? But <laughs> so you, so you don't because at that time you you're you're in the presence of giants, and all you see them is is normal people because they're well because this is normal we, for you. You know the the well, piano they played, and all that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we knew they played the old right. music, and, right. and, and anybody right. listening out there. If you figure that there's some old music or people from the way back, then get to know them.
2: Mm, okay.
1: Touch and ask them questions now, right. before it's all over. There you go. You know, you go. because then you have firsthand information. You right. you'll become more of an authority because you talk to the source.
2: There you go.
1: So so I but I really like that song and so. One day, Dad said, Gus, come in here. So he said, I want to tell you who this man is. And so uh, he explained to us about Gus, and then we found out that he he was one of the um, original players that had the jug bands. I mean, my husband is a bass player, so he's been doing research on our family. So in a, in a way, uh, he could probably fill in a little bit more. Uh, my husband is in the Steve Miller band.
2: Right, okay. You knew that, didn't you? Yeah. Hmm. Right,
1: Okay. Right. But uh, so Gus Cannon, with a lot of those original uh, blues players, was renowned in those days. And so he came in and he, uh, dad said, can you play the song? And and see, I learned how to play by ear, too, because my grandfather did that. So, you know, you know, when things are in your family, you just kind of accept that uh, right. so It's it's yeah, yeah it's, it's the norm.
0: It's, the norm. Right. it's just a normal thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't even think anything about it. Right. So, right. Um, so I started playing, uh, playing some chords and things along with it. At that time, I think I was about seven or eight, and we were all in there listening. And Gus Cannon pulled out his spoons. And he played the spoons, you know, with the rhythm and everything. Mm -hmm. And and of course, us being down south, we all learned how to do the ham bone.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You
1: You know, where you slap your thighs and your your chest and make the rhythms. So, of course, um, um, it was rich that way. I I had to write a song called, yeah, I'm rich that way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a beautiful sentiment, though.
1: Yeah. So um, um, as I began to um, uh, listen to mom, then that was another thing, because at WDIA, where she started, um, that was a station that was owned by whites. Did I already talk to you about this?
0: You talk to me about it, but not, not, not on the...
1: Uh, not to the people.
0: Not to the folks, right.
1: Okay, Shame. WDIA was one of the first radio stations that had black uh, announcers and played black music. Okay. It was owned by whites, uh, and the man, uh, uh, David James. Uh, was uh, the program director and here I am again trying to remember uh, the guy that that actually started. it. But he got a great idea after the station was doing financially poor and uh, poorly um, uh, that they needed to make a change from classical music in the afternoon and I might say that it was live uh, orchestral symphony music every afternoon in Memphis, Tennessee and then after that they would do the crop reports and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs>
0: after the classical music we're gonna have to <laughs> talk crop Yeah, report. some crop that's reports. A big, that's a that's a big spread in there. That's a big gulf I, between
1: Yeah, them. I mean they uh, played other music. They played right, Doris right. Day and I got you. you know, they might they might play Duke Ellington. Right. But uh then it was you know, it was I the understand. old the old folks.
0: Right. Right.
1: So um uh, so, finally, they made the change. And and, and uh, uh, the, we got this information from um, Christine Spindell, who was like the, um, the woman who did the books and coordinated everything. Like, in the old days, you could have three people running the radio station. Okay. You know, then all of a sudden, everything got animated. You had to have... <clears throat> bunch of people doing things and now we're back to just like what you're doing one person running your own station
0: exactly right right.
1: but she coordinated David James and and the man who started that uh, that radio station and they decided they were going to have Nat D. Williams and there's a book that everyone should read if you want to uh, listen if it wasn't for black radio we'd be in a a world of trouble, wouldn't we? Yeah, you're right. With all the influence and, you know, I I remember a time just even with hip-hop, people go, I don't want to listen to that. I'll never do hip-hop. It's part of our musical language now. It is. You're going to hear it in commercials. So I want to tell your listening audience also, don't be prejudiced. I'm going to say that word, prejudiced prejudice about new music right. don't it, if it's new and it sounds like something you've never heard jump in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. study it right. because you'll have more in your toolbox so
0: and, and it'll make your heart more acceptable because and, and it's, it's like i said it's it's a universal language um I yeah. lo- um personally i don't understand any of the spanish music but i love it i, I simply, I it simply love it the, the 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 whole the whole sound of it like i said i don't understand the language but it just it just flows it sounds so so joyous and, and happy and it almost makes you want to dance you know what i'm saying so it's so language, are you telling me not, you don't get up and dance Oh, no come, I'm come not. now the, the knees are bad <laughs> but if I, can, if, if I can get up <laughs> It might be bone on bone, Diane, but I'm going to dance a little bit. <laughs>
1: well, I've been bone on bone, too, but I make those bones make some music, and I go, dance. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> so, I got to tell you this story. Uh, at WDIA, Rufus Thomas, do okay. you remember who Rufus Thomas was?
2: He,
1: he he was a disc jockey, but he also had a song called The Dog. And then he yeah. had one called Walk the Dog. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely. And yeah, his yeah, yeah. daughter, mm-hmm. his
1: daughter was Carla Thomas, oh. and she had a hit called "Gee Whiz."
0: Mm. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm.
1: Gee whiz, look at his eyes. Okay, I don't sing that high anymore, but this is the way it is right now. But anyway, so Rufus said that uh, when this, when WDIA did go to black format, even. He- even though the engineers and the, the, the program director and everybody was still white, he said that the kids, uh, the white kids, would listen on their transistor radios. Now, you got to understand, just like jazz, J-A-Z-Z, really started as jazz, J-A-S-S, because they gave it a derogatory... I got gotcha. for um uh, gotcha. feeling. Mm-hmm. And then of course that changed and everybody couldn't wait to dance jazz right. and sing jazz and everything else. Right. <clears throat> but rhythm and blues, I mean, the parents banned their kids from listening to that
0: devil music. music. That devil. And, you
1: know they had a lot of names for it then.
0: <laughs> right, right. I know, I know.
1: Uh, and so uh, even Congress again, even
0: had a couple of uh, uh, hearings about about music. It's, it's just really, it, it really is. Uh, some people really are closed minded.
1: People been burning and listen. There, there was a riot in in uh, France when they did the um, the um, Firebird uh, ballet. Because mm-hmm. here was a woman in a tutu that was red and not white and fluffy, and they had, they had a rebellion. So these things have been going on forever.
0: forever,
1: forever. That's right. And that's just people rebelling because they just uh, it's it's all fear driven. They think something's going to change that's the status quo. Well, baby, I got news for you. Right. It Everything does change you.
0: Well, Descartes even said, you know, a great philosopher, he says, everything changes. And so I've always believed, Diane, that you are either left in the background, you're either in the rearview mirror or you're in uh, front of the car, you're driving the car. One yeah. is going to leave you back. The other one gets you where you want to go and where everybody else is going. So
1: Yeah, well, you know, there's no progress unless you're moving forward. If, it, if, if you're standing still, that's static. That's not being door. dynamic that's not being a leader that's just being somebody sitting there waiting for the leader to tell them where to go that's kind of a dangerous it's a beautiful place on one hand it's a dangerous place on the other you see what we're going through in our country right now that it's going to be over with pretty soon i pray it's
0: it's, it's already done my friend diane i like Amen. To if i could Let, let's take a little break and we're gonna we're gonna plug in some um we're gonna plug in some commercials uh, but we definitely want to continue to talk with you. And, and we want to talk about that, that wonderful movie movie that you were in and uh, your music and, and yeah. your career as well. Uh, so hey, well, we'll be right I'm back. Ready. This is Dr. Edron Butler. And we're talking with uh, Ms. Diane Steinberg Lewis. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about her career. You, you see all the rich uh, history that she's sharing guys you you can't you're not going to get this in a book you're not going to get this um you know in, in any documentary piece but here it is like she said you have to get it from the source and diane lived it diane was there but when we come back we're going to talk about uh, this iconic movie she was in and uh, also talk about her life her her musical life and career and even some of the songs that she's written, she's written some iconic songs for commercials and, and other um, uh, uh, shows and series that you didn't even know about. But when we come back, we'll continue our discussion with Diane Steinberg Lewis. This is your host, Dr. Adron Butler, and we'll be right back after these messages. Have you ever wanted to? Learn how to trade in the stock market, maybe for an exchange or even how to buy investment property. Check out this company that is teaching beginners how to become winners in the markets. It is TradeAcademyPro.com. Again, TradeAcademyPro.com.
2: Hello, my
1: name is Adriana. I am nine years old. Did you know that there are half a million amazing kids in foster care? I wrote a book called The Crystal Kingdom to bring awareness to amazing families like mine. When you purchase my book on eBay, a portion of the proceeds will go to, foster, to a foster care organization to help these amazing families. Think in advance, like my dad always says, keep the light on.
0: And we're back. This is your host Dr. Adron Butler and we're talking with Miss Diane Steinberg Lewis. and Diane was in a movie. I'm trying not to say the movie. I want Diane to say the movie. But, uh, you want me I, to say? I can't, it? I can't. I can't wait no longer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, you're talking. <laughs> Excuse me.
2: Let me start over.
1: <laughs> you're listening to Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds in the hit movie RSO's Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band.
0: Blessing. But wow. This is such a joy for us, Diane. Um, you know that you were in that movie with Peter Frampton and the BGS, and and uh, you know I think I was 78. Let's see, I was a couple of years before I graduated high school. So, needless to say, you know, uh, you you were every probably every guy's my age or a little bit older and younger's heartthrob. So. Yeah, that's what I'm finding out. <laughs> <laughs> all, these, all these, little fellas we're, we're, uh, we're had crushes on you and everything. But, but uh, it, so for me, it is such a pleasure to talk with you. And you know, again, I never would have imagined, um, you know, we would have an opportunity to interview you, get to know you, or whatever. But but uh, really enjoy and have enjoyed your work uh, that you've done. Now you have also, Diane, you've also. Uh, had your own albums as well. Mm. And from my understanding, now I could be wrong. You, you correct me. Um, what's the relationship with BB King?
1: Oh God, I grew up with BB, BB okay. uh, King. You know, we talked about WDIA earlier, BB right. King, along with Nat D Williams and Rufus Thomas and, and uh, gate mouth more. And, and my mother, he was also, he's, on WDIA radio. Gotcha.
2: gotcha.
1: I mean, I can't tell you the whole story about okay. when he got there, but it might cut into some other things you want to discuss with me. <laughs> but I I have a picture, and I didn't send you this. I have a picture of us at the Goodwill Review that they held every year. Uh, uh, WDIA sponsored it so that they could buy outfits for the kids' baseball teams and Good, you know, just Goodwill Radio.
2: Right.
1: It's right. all about community. So they would put on this Goodwill Review and have all the stars, Ray Charles. I think I sent you a picture of Mom mm-hmm. with Ray Charles. Yes, you did. And mm-hmm. Billy Preston and the, and the Motown people were coming up. You know, I couldn't go to these. I was too young, but I'd always hear about it. And B.B. King was always there. Well, why? Because he started at WDIA. Yeah. Gotcha. so uh and and then i saw him uh t- took pictures with him uh backstage at the uh goodwill review saw him later when i had my own record uh with the uh, atlantic records took a picture there uh we have seen each other throughout the years and uh all the way up until uh a couple of months before he passed and we yeah. took pictures and they were trying to get us out of the um the van because they wanted to go. They had just, they were opening up for Peter Frampton got at uh, Vina Robles here in uh, Paso Robles, California. And so I said, Listen, I got to see BB. So I got in there and he said, He made us feel at home. And they said, oh. You all are going to, you can't take pictures. He said, Leave them alone. These are family. <laughs>
2: there
1: you go. So, you know, I put an end to that. But he right. did say to me, he said, your mother married that trumpet player, didn't she? Oh. So, you know, I think he had a crush on her. Anyway. Right, right, right. No. A lot of people had a crush on mom.
0: I got you. Well, your mom was a beautiful lady, but uh, you, were, you are as well, but your mom was a beautiful lady. Also.
2: Yeah. So, so my you,
1: mother used to say she always wanted to be a I wanted to be a moving star. <laughs> oh, <movies. laughs> gotcha. And yeah. she, you know, uh, even though she was the queen, she would say, you know, y'all, come on now, I'm just a post-struggling queen. You know, that because she related to the grass
2: roots folks. Right. right.
1: And uh, but when uh, I didn't want to tell her Right away that I had gotten the role as Lucy until I knew for sure.
0: I got you. So, so now, so why, why was that? Did you, did you think? She, what was, well, what was the trepidation? Why didn't you?
1: Well, first of all, I get a little superstitious sometimes when you, you tell everybody something that doesn't hasn't happened through, yet. I got you. <laughs> you know, you look pretty stupid if it doesn't come off. But um, I just, I wanted it to be a surprise. Okay. You know, that I was able to, even though my mother was renowned in radio, throughout the radio and record industry, uh, I needed to do something on my own, you know. Gotcha. Um, even though I was very talented, you sometimes you just want to see, can I get this without somebody making a call on my behalf, you know. I mean it's a wonderful thing. It's a blessing to have contacts. But when you're young, you need to be um self-assured that somebody's not just doing it for your mom or your dad, exactly. you know.
0: Right, right.
1: So, I, nepotism,
0: I, I, you know this was you you know the role was gotten because of your talent, because of what you brought to the table. And like you said, mom didn't didn't have to uh, make a phone yeah. call or anything else. So so that's totally understandable. We can understand that.
2: And then
1: when the surprise came, it was just even wow. more of
2: a oh my god! You know. What did, what did so... she
0: say, Diane? I, I love to, to hear what she <laughs> said when you first told her. Were you on the phone or were you in the presence <laughs> of you when you told her?
2: I, I called her.
1: I you know I didn't even tell her. I got I got it. I'm gonna back up a little bit because I gotta tell you something which makes it even the more sweeter. Okay. Uh, I had a manager and he was trying to, you know, get me certain part, uh, certain things. He wanted me to do a kids show, and I had really? been teaching, and I went, look, I, you know, I, I think I, I, I'm kind of wanting to do the next step in my career. Of course, I didn't know it was Sesame Street, but anyway.
0: <laughs> oh wow! So, so you did a piece on Sesame Street, also?
1: No, oh, he told you. he wanted me to audition you, oh, for you. that.
0: Wanted you to audition. Gotcha. You. Got you. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I was living in Hollywood at the time, okay. and so I, mean, I. You would I, have had to
0: move to New York if if you had gotten the role.
1: Oh, I guess is that, is that where they did it? Probably. It
0: shot in New York. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, we didn't even get to that extent. I just said, no, there's something else I want. And he told me about a few other things. And I said, listen, just don't put me in anything with a bunch of rock and rollers who don't know how to act because (laughs) I'm going to be in a movie where people can sing, but they can't do anything else. So uh, Sergeant Pepper hadn't even come up yet, but I had a friend who had been working with uh, Donna Summers you okay. know who Donna Summer oh, is?
0: Definitely, yes,
2: Lord. And uh, you know, Discord, I won't.
1: Yes. Yeah, she, I won't say her name because you know. I got you. God yeah. bless her, uh, but uh, she said, um, "My friend Donna is going to be auditioning for this movie." I said, "Well, what movie is that?" She said, "Oh, it's called Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band." Wow. And I went, "A movie? She's have they chosen the person yet?" And she went. Um, no, they haven't. I said, well, I think I'll call my manager. And she said, well, you're not going to get it. Wow. And I said, okay. well, why is that? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: I have as so much as right in. as anyone else. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I said, and, um, and why is that? And she went, because it's Donna. And if Donna's auditioning, you're not going to get it. Right. I went, Okay goodbye I'll talk to you later so I immediately got on the phone with my manager and I said hey uh, um, is there a movie coming out with Peter Frampton or something and he said "Yeah." Yeah, but you said you didn't want to be in any movies movies with a bunch of rock and rollers who can't act, and I went, well, okay, but my tongue, everything else. Right? <laughs> I said, R R S O, I said, is that Robert Stigwood Organization, the one that did Jesus Christ Superstar? And I'm going through all, you know,
2: right, right, right,
1: and uh, he goes, yeah. So uh, I said, well, I, I want an audition. And uh, he said, well, that's good, because the casting director, I went to high school with her. Oh. I went, good. Where do I meet?
0: Exactly. By that
1: time, I had righteous indignation. I was, uh, I went, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show her something. There you go. right?
0: you Don't tell me. I, I said,
1: or, I, or uh, Andrew, I said, well, oh, I'm going to show me something. There you You know, go. I need to right. show us something.
2: There
1: you go. So, <laughs> so. I went and got, uh, I went to uh, the Capizio place and I said, I'm auditioning for this rock and roll thing. I, the character is probably going to be something like what Tina, turn, Tina Turner did in Tommy. I, I don't know. And uh, they said, Well, you don't want to wear that. This is the, all the rage in New York. So they showed me these tights and skirts and things, oh, with the back out and whole bit. Oh, wow. So. So they said, meet down at Paramount Studios, and um, so um, I got there, and I went to Frederick's of Hollywood and got my fishnet hose with my with my uh, seam up the back. I just decided to camp it out, and I walked, um, and I had been working out a lot, so I had muscles. This was before... Um, i had some muscles you know pretty much like uh how everybody went berserk after the terminator you yeah. know with what's mm-hmm. her name in the terminator and he said right. did you see her arms right. right. well i was a dancer so you know dancers are uh yeah, legs, they're right. athletes
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: you know but i decided to do weights and things so i i was i walked out there and uh so everybody came out and the, the stuntman and everybody whistled a little bit. So I had my moxie up and I thought I was all that in a bag of uh, extra chips. And, uh, and I went into this room and they just took me into a room with had a upright piano that was kind of out of tune and the piano player, because all of the other people that went to audition, they were doing the lounge thing and laying on the piano and the whole thing. And so my teacher mindset locked in when the keyboard player started playing the wrong... He wasn't doing anything for me to play off of. you got to have some rhythm, right, you know? right. So I started to sing... Picture yourself on a boat on a river. That was fine, but then when the Lucy in the Sky part came in, he wasn't hitting it. So I, I started stomping my feet and directing him into what to do.
2: Oh wow! Like
1: I used to do in choir rehearsal.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> so with the kids, I go, no, don't sing. Stop. Let's do this. So, um, uh, <laughs> so he because he was so busy watching me, and I had decided to choreograph my own thing. It wasn't too much. It was just enough. And they had one camera. Michael Schultz was in there, the one that directed the the, the Uh, movie. And the camera guy and the piano player. So time went by. And then uh, my manager called me and told me that I had the part. And uh, then uh, the the guy that wrote the script, uh, Henry Edwards, he said we were all in the... We were looking at all the dailies just to to look at everybody's film we saw Donna, we saw telma hopkins uh because they wanted a carly simon for the part okay but carly was uh camera shy Mm -hmm. a bit and she didn't want to do it and um they a lot of people auditioned Wow.
0: but But when my part
1: came up um well, Robert Stig would say, go back and show me the girl that was yelling at the keyboard player. So it's... <laughs> that's a it, it was me. So that's wow. how I got to become Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And so once I knew I had it for sure, that's when I made the call okay. and um, told my mom. And she just went, really? Wow. And then when I told her how much they paid me for... Front money for doing this show. She went,
2: really? <laughs> really,
0: really, really.
1: <laughs> oh, she was, she was. Jo- oh, and then of course she got on the radio and told everybody oh, uh, wow. for days on end about what, about it. And so it was lovely. That is awesome.
0: So, That's all awesome. Let me ask you a question. At that time, I- Diane, did you already have an album out, or had, had this was this was kind of the first big thing you had did? No, it was the
1: second album. In okay. fact, um, Otis Smith over at uh, ABC Records—they were just—they had just gotten the cover together for my Universal Child album, okay. and uh, it was one of those that folds out. Actually, the inside picture should have been on the outside of the album, but okay. it was a very sweetly provocative picture of me on the inside, and. Uh, uh, Charlie Minor who was uh, uh, A&R guy over over the, over at the record company came into the room and he saw the picture and uh, we were talking about who I was going to go out on the road with you know we, we had talked about uh, going out I was supposed to open up for um, oh my god <laughs> I'm getting old um, guitar player um, uh, oh I'll think of it in a minute. I was supposed to open up for, um, not Donnie Hathaway, but the the guitar player that sounds like him. Oh, my God. Uh, And um, so Charlie Minor went into the other room. He said, can I have the album for a minute? And he opened up the album, and he called over to Fern Champion, who was the casting director. And he said, I think I found your Lucy.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So
1: that was it.
2: Okay. That was it.
0: So with you, with you stomping your foot and directing the piano guy and that, that kind of congealed yeah. to to for history to really come together. Um, you
1: know, it, yeah, it, it it did. And um, whether it got good reviews, bad reviews, <laughs> wonderful reviews, uh, I seem to be blessed by it. So I'm, um, otherwise I wouldn't be here talking to you right now.
0: Well, the, the the other side of it is is that um you know it was meant, certain things are meant for us, Diane. Regardless. And uh can I ask you a question now? This is petty. So excuse Don't the, go. Let me. Hear excuse the preacher's pettiness. Okay. So now, for the friend that you did not mention that said you would not get it, did you have a nine 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 moment? <laughs> <laughs> never mind, She may listen, never mind. <laughs>
1: no well i no it wasn't man 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 okay it was uh it was um it was like now, there,
0: okay. There you go. There well, you, see, you're you're so you much go. more gracious than than the petty preacher. I told you, see, you're so <laughs> gracious. <laughs> oh, well, I, think I like that. I'll have to use it now. There, when I want to be petty, I'll have to use it now. There.
1: <laughs> well, it kind of comes out the same, but same I way, it, but It's, it's a little, different nuance. It is gracious, so. but
0: it is real gracious. Yeah. Though. But you yeah. now, you you've also uh have done a lot of background vocals, some recording, some TV. You know, of course, we know know your the movie, but now. You've also co-written and, and performed, was it uh, the UNICEF theme?
1: Yes, Let the Children Live with Eddie Tuduri and Speed um, Speedwagon's Kevin Cronin. Wow. And uh, my husband uh, was in the room. So, you know, as respect, when you're in the room and you play on everything and you're there, you're everybody's a writer on that. Right. And uh, uh, it was to be the UNICEF theme song. Um, couple of other things. In fact, the, um, the man who encouraged us to do that, Eddie Tudori, had, uh, uh he, he contacted me several weeks ago because um, a teacher wanted to get his input for some musicians to make a commentary tribute of what, of what Martin Luther King meant. To them and so i was one of the four chosen and that would have been with um alfonso johnson who's a drummer Arno lucas who sings background on everybody's stuff in hollywood just look him up and brenda russell of course you know uh uh you can you can reach me by airways i mean and piano in the room and everything else and then he asked me to do it and um and uh so we Each gave our five minute presentation um, on that. And um, so it's, I don't know what's in the, God God got something up his magnificent sleeves for me because now I'm back and always, I I mean, I I know that. It's always such a a sweet surprise. And yet, it's not really a surprise. You just don't know how he's going to do it. So you just leave it up to him, and it's always lovely. That's and right. um, so, uh, and 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 like I said, here we are, and uh, talking about all these things, and and, um, and I got the uh, pleasure of being able to play. Uh, this would have been in the 80s. I was in a group called, um, the Daryl Leonard lineup and it was all the horn players from like the Tonight Show and whatever horn player was in town who was with the rock and roll band at the time and they'd come in and I was... because I play keyboards, I was a second keyboard player, okay. and I and uh, so you would get uh, Gary Busey and everybody coming in to sit in, and uh, there was a, a producer that came in and asked me to play on "For Love of Money" or the the, the color of money or it was the gotcha. oh
0: probably the color of money it,
1: right it was uh, and BB B. King had the hit with it, and so I played keyboard on that and i don't know what they did with it but it kept see the the roads keep converging with me and bb all the time you know all through my life
2: right and
1: and and then i got a chance when with my husband i was at a session uh with him and valerie carter another singer with abc records at the time and uh uh we got a a call from Carmine Appice, who was the drummer for Rod Stewart and they called over and said we need some some background singers
2: hmm.
1: so uh they said we'll send a car over because we said yeah we'll do it so we went over and and got a chance to sing on Rod Stewart's Bad Behavior album oh, really? and uh and and meet meet all of those guys I mean with Mom being in the record industry, I would always be backstage, so I met all the stars anyway. And then in Memphis, meeting Sam and Dave, Sam Moore, I, I did a show with him in Puerto Vallarta um, uh, about five years ago at a rock fest there. So, you know, it's uh, it's just been lovely points of, of um, touching points of, of light and music and just remembering and being proud of where I've come from, uh, so my own racial diversity. Right. Uh, uh, I kind of feel like the story of the Steinbergs is the story of America, amen. Because it's got everything.
0: So everything, everything is is in that is in your legacy. Well, well, yes. We, what I would like to do, Diane, because um, now this is this is episode one of your story um here in this this segment is called threads in your fabric because uh we have such a rich diversity and that's what we're we're talking about as well such a rich diversity here in america and um so this is part one but but part two um we want to talk again about that legacy and and a little bit more about your mom okay
1: Absolutely. It You're will amazing. be my pleasure. It'll be a blessing to me. And uh, I hope it blesses somebody out there, something that I've said that may uh, confirm to you that, uh, you know, it's, it's good to have talent. That's
2: right. But
1: you got to go out there and you got to just, uh, uh, there are other things that play into it. And That's sometimes right. a strange, we get into things Sometimes in a side door, back door kind of way.
0: <laughs> That's exactly. It's right. all good, you it's know. It's all good. That's right. That's it's right. Well, we're, we're, we've been talking with Diane Steinberg Lewis, who, you know, like I geeked out and said, you know, she's she's uh, Lucy that played in Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Band. Look, guys, uh, the reality is is that um, Diane has has very 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 talented. She's had an opportunity to, to see some of the biggest stars in the course of her life and be in some of the most pl- uh, uh, palatial places that you and I could ever imagine. But, but it all comes back to her foundation. Her foundation Amen. has been the grace of God, knowing Amen. that he's the one that gave her the talent. He's the one that put her in the vein to meet so many people and open the doors and 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 the one thing that that we all can can settle on this is one thing we all can settle on is that it's all about love. And so when all we come back uh, when we come back on our next episode, we're going to talk more with Diane Steinberg Lewis, and we're going to talk about her mom, who is just a, a phenomenal lady. And and you can hear from Diane and, and Diane's legacy how much richness that her mom had, and all the. The beauty that a mom put in her. So, this is Dr. Adron Butler, and this is Moments of Grace. Remember, love God, love life, keep the light on, and come back for our next episode, episode two of Talking with Diane Steinberg Lewis.